Welcome to Skim This. We're doing something a little different with this week's show and thought we'd actually talk about something that's probably on your mind today, shopping. That's because, as we all know, Black Friday is officially the start of shopping season. Except, is it really still the start date when there have been sales for weeks already? Are there really any deals left to find? It's not a Black Friday so much anymore, but more a, a whole long month leading up or two months leading up to it. Regardless of exactly when the holiday shopping season begins, in a pandemic with businesses hurting after a difficult year, a lot is riding on whether shoppers come through. Obviously in 2020, that whole calculation is thrown off, out the window just given the pandemic and social distancing. So this is really crunch time um, for retail. Big retailers like Amazon and Target are probably gonna do pretty well this year. But is there a way we can still shop and support small businesses if we're not physically going into stores? I'm a small business owner who happens to be a black woman and it is vitally important to me and my fellow entrepreneurs that people patronize us. Otherwise, our businesses won't flourish. All right, this is Black Friday Skimmed. Let's do this. So normally, today you'd be planning on doing one of two things. You might be packing up some early morning turkey leftovers and bracing yourself for a full day of in-person bargain hunting at your local mall. Or you might be hiding from the crowds and prepping to take advantage of online deals on Cyber Monday. But either way, once the Thanksgiving table is cleared, it's shopping season. Anne Rugavine is a professor at Babson College and an expert on marketing strategy and consumer behavior. And she says Black Friday has been a part of her holiday season experience since I was a kid, which is a while ago. <laughs> when Rugavine was growing up, she and her friends would make sure they made it to the mall for Black Friday. It was an event. According to Rugavine, the idea that Black Friday is an event is still one of the things that draws people in. And it's definitely managed to inspire some passion in previous years. Some people are already camped out for Black Friday, days before the doors open. America's annual bender of consumerism has turned ugly in a few spots, however. Police making arrests. There's fights over these doorbusters out there, Dave. From street traffic to mall traffic and new records set on this Black Friday. But this year is likely to look a little different. We're not even sure what a socially distanced Black Friday in a mall would look like which is sort of fitting since Black Friday has been changing now for years. And Rugavine says, you can thank the internet for that. With the move to online and with cyber shopping and now with the Amazon Prime Day, there are more opportunities throughout the year for customers to get big deals. So online shopping is taking over, but the holiday shopping season remains the most important of them all. I think the appeal of Black Friday is it's a tradition. It's part of the holiday season. I think it kicks off like, okay, we're now in the Christmas shopping time. It's the holiday period and there's associations with that as well. Retailers have long known how to tap into the positive vibes around the holidays, whether it's by creating elaborate window displays or hiring Santa to set up shop at the mall. There's less of that in the online shopping world, but retailers are still fighting for your attention, whether it's by mailing people catalogs even if they didn't order them, or advertising deals that last for weeks or months, since it matters less exactly which day you shop so long as you make a purchase. Everything has shifted to, it's not a Black Friday so much anymore, but more a, 
a whole long month leading up or two months leading up to it because I think retailers are encouraging shoppers to shop early. Rugavin says, this extension of the sale season is basically retailers recognizing how popular online shopping is. Even before the pandemic, Black Friday profits for physical stores were falling as more customers turned their focus online. But that long-term trend of retail shifting online? Well, some reports say it's been accelerated by people staying home and filling up their shopping carts from the couch during the pandemic. So many people have tried online now that hadn't ever really done it before, of all generations. You know, people have tried different services than they would have in the past. So this shift could be the beginning of a more permanent trend. I'm actually really curious to see what happens in the longer term after after the pandemic does come to a close. Like how has consumer behavior changed and how have retailers had to adapt? However you're doing your holiday shopping, finding a good deal on Black Friday can feel dizzying. But Rugavin says there's a few different steps you can take to make sure you actually get the kinds of deals you're after. First, make your budget. Then, stick to it. We know, that sounds pretty basic, right? Like, I'm going to spend in total $2,000 on this holiday. And if I've spent 1600 on a television, that leaves me the 400 But you have to stick to that. But it turns out Black Friday is a huge exercise in impulse control. Researchers who look at consumer behavior found that people who planned out their Black Friday purchases in advance actually exercised the least discipline come shopping time. As in, they also made the most unplanned purchases. That kind of makes sense to us. Who hasn't had an Amazon spiral lately, even when we were only logging on to buy that one specific thing? Then there's the challenge of navigating pressure tactics used by retailers, like when you're told something's close to running out. It's hard to tell if retailers really don't have many of that thing you're looking at left in stock, because at some point, that's probably gonna be true. Still, Rugavin says, don't let that pressure undermine all the effort you put into budgeting beforehand. Like, if you think about airline seats, you'll see, oh, only three seats left at this price, and you think, oh, God, I better buy it now. That's difficult as an individual, because if you do want it and you feel that it might not be there, you're more likely to buy it. Why are marketers using their most clever tools to get us to spend our hard-earned dollars on their products? Well, it turns out Black Friday isn't just a shopping tradition for you and me. It's a crucial period for marketers, too which is why there's a lot riding on how successful retailers are in getting us to shop. Jordan Holman is a retail reporter at Bloomberg News. She says, even though most Americans are having a pretty tough time financially, retailers are still counting on people to open up their wallets. So Black Friday is considered like the unofficial kickoff to um, the holiday season. And so that day is really important because it gets people into the spending mood. That kickoff can be make or break for places like department stores. Department stores could make up to a quarter of their annual sales in the month of November and December. And obviously in 2020, that whole calculation is thrown off out the window just given the pandemic and social distancing. So this is really crunch time um, for retail. And it's not just these stores watching to see how much shoppers spend this holiday. Economists, trade groups, and investors see this holiday shopping season as a window into the state of the economy, or at least how consumers are feeling. When the economy's booming, holiday shopping numbers can be the icing on the cake of an already good year. Thing is, 
We've been watching an economic crisis spill out of the pandemic since March, and millions of Americans have lost jobs. Which is why there's a big question mark over how much people will actually spend this holiday. One reason economists are hopeful? Holman told us that retailers are focusing pretty hard on making up for lost foot traffic with online sales. And that means... Most people think this is going to be the most e-commerce Black Friday. Um, and so what's it, an interesting trend that's been happening with Black Friday is that it's kind of become just boring. Like, it's not the, you know, 2005 picture that we have in our head where it's these doorbusters and people have been sleeping out in tents and like are r- racing into the door to grab these flat screens. It's becoming more of a laid back affair. Amazon is considered one of the OG online retailers, which definitely means it has a head start. Holman told us the other big players this year are places that are also one-stop shops, meaning stores where you can get your wool socks, holiday candle, toothpaste, and your new smart speaker all in the same place. They have the groceries, they have your essential items, and then while you're in the store, let me pick up Christmas gifts, and it's reasonably priced. And stores like Target are already doing pretty well this year. Target says it's opened 30 new locations across the U.S. this year, despite the pandemic. And Walmart reported its biggest ever growth in online sales over the summer. Even department stores are making sure they have an online presence, though their financial futures are a bit more uncertain. There's about $189 billion on the line in terms of people shopping online. And that means it's not just retailers like Amazon and Walmart and and Target getting in on that. Places like Macy's and Kohl's. But while these types of stores are showing some signs of being able to adapt, there's another group of retailers facing an even more uphill battle, small businesses. According to the Small Business Administration, small businesses are responsible for 44% of economic activity in the country. And it's been a bad year for them. According to one study, around 100,000 small businesses have already permanently closed their doors since the pandemic started. And many more are on the ropes. They've been hit the hardest this year um, just by store closures. A lot of them are in this like non-essential category. So apparel shops, things that were just deemed non-essential. Kaylin Chandler Johnson is a small business owner. She says it's been a wild ride for her business called Effie's Paper, Stationery and Whatnot. The fact that so many businesses have closed, both small and large, during the past, what, eight or nine months is a testament to the fact that if you do not shop, if you do not patronize, if you do not order food or dine at your favorite restaurant, they're going to shut down. We're relying on other people to help us move forward. Earlier this year, Johnson thought Effie's paper might not make it through the year. 2019 had already been tough for her business. At the start of 2020, I had one part-time employee. And when COVID hit, she just furloughed herself and said, I just think this will be the best for the company. I know know what our financials are. Knowing that people didn't really have disposable income and that she was now the only one running the business, Johnson decided, instead of trying to make extra sales right now, I'm just going to pour more effort into social media and our newsletter. Really just talking with, I call them our girl gang, about how people were feeling and just how to manage anxiety, stress, you know, ensuring that people were finding their joy. It turned out 
offering space for customers to be part of a community really helped Effie's paper. Sales picked up. But Bloomberg reporter Holman says not everyone was as lucky as Johnson. And in a lot of places, that's pretty obvious. As soon as um, we went into lockdown mode in March and April, you immediately just felt how quiet the streets were because a lot of the shops that we walked by were closed, like the nail salons, they just weren't open. And it's such a stark reminder of how many small businesses like fill up a neighborhood. Holman told us there's been a big shift in consumer intentions this year in response to what they've seen in their neighborhoods. The retail industry has lost millions of dollars because of COVID shutdowns. Um, and so this is really the time to you know, put your money where your values are. Also, some recent MasterCard data shows that three-fourths of U.S. consumers say they want to shop this holiday season at retailers that align with their values. And while we're talking about making sure your values match your spending habits... Black Lives Matter protests over the summer were initially aimed at exposing inequalities in our system. Well, one of the issues that marchers often brought up was the lack of black business ownership. There's a growing movement to support black entrepreneurs. Remember how right around the Black Lives Matter protests, we saw a huge push to get people to buy from black owned businesses? Quick recap. That's because black Americans face a range of structural inequalities in the business world. The pandemic has made those undeniable. The Stanford Institute for Economic Policy Research found that 41% of Black-owned businesses in the U.S. folded between February and April. Plus, some of the ones that stayed open struggled to access PPP loans, in part because one study found that some Black-owned businesses were offered worse loan deals than their white counterparts. Another study from think tank the Economic Policy Institute found a lack of pre-existing relationships with the banks administering PPP loans was a huge barrier for Black-owned businesses seeking financial help. Despite all of those obstacles, Effie's paper was one of the luckier small businesses this year. When the Black Lives Matter protests kicked off and people suddenly started focusing on buying from Black-owned businesses, a wave of new customers flocked to Effie's paper. I mean, to be perfectly honest, as nice as it was, it was also hard because it took people losing their lives. I'm a small business owner who happens to be a Black woman, and it is vitally important to me and my fellow entrepreneurs that people patronize us. Otherwise, our businesses won't flourish. Otherwise, we can't pay the folks who are helping us to make our dreams a reality. They can't then do what it is they need to do for their families. There is a true trickle-down effect. But that sudden interest also created serious logistical hurdles. None of us knew to expect that. And, you know, many of us found ourselves in a situation where it was like orders were coming in from all over. It was almost, it was like Christmas. And that's tricky for a lot of small businesses because there's often no way to tell if booths like the Buy Black movement are here to stay. It's always a little risky for businesses to actually hire an extra person if their profits aren't guaranteed. Reporter Holman says that dilemma was pretty common for Black-owned businesses this summer. We've seen some rebound from these Black businesses coming back from the Buy Black movement and just like being able to pivot their businesses. But any small business doesn't have the same resource as a Walmart to be able to adjust to the moment. But Johnson did take that leap of faith with Effie's paper. Her company is one of the few Black-owned small businesses that has been able to do something a lot of others couldn't. 
hire more staff to help out. Now we have two new people on board, a couple of interns. So in a very short period of time, our tides have changed. So now, Johnson's just hoping that the holiday sales period pans out as it normally does. It's our most profitable time of year. For the past couple of years, we've done something called Pink Friday. That's our big holiday promotion. It's the Friday before Thanksgiving. And last year, what we did was we rolled Pink Friday into Black Friday. And we're doing the same thing this year. We essentially have our biggest sale of the year for about two weeks at the end of November, beginning of December. And reporter Holman says a lot of small, local, and Black-owned businesses are in the same position as Effie's paper, waiting and hoping consumers show up. What data is showing is that Americans say they care about supporting Black-owned businesses. More than half of Americans have said that. Even when you cite data about the majority of Americans saying that Black-owned businesses should be supported, the other side of that data doesn't necessarily tell you how many shoppers actually follow through and open up their wallets when the time comes. But even if Black-owned businesses and local retailers do get another much-needed boost from customers, it might not be enough for some of them, honestly. Which brings us to Black Friday 2020. There have been some local efforts to help consumers use their spending to reflect their values. Like in Chicago, where the city government is rebranding Black Friday to Black Shop Friday this year. Or on sites like Yelp and Etsy, which are making it easier to shop from Black-owned businesses. If we, as customers, want to shop Black-owned, it's really not that hard. Holman says the choices are everywhere. Ask the internet, your inbox, or even your friends. The resources are out there if you so choose to look at them. Something I'm also hearing by reporting that is this friends sending one another links about, hey, I thought of this store, it's Black-owned, you should shop here, just like it's local. And so I think that's gonna be really key this holiday season. As for Johnson, even if holiday sales aren't as successful as she hopes, she says she's just grateful for where Effie's paper is at right now. I am well aware how lucky I've been over the past couple of months. I don't take that lightly. And I'm extremely thankful for all of the good things that have come our way. It's been an interesting journey to say the least, but one that I am certainly thankful to be on. So what's the skim? Black Friday is likely to be a big deal for online shopping this year. And it'll probably tell us how optimistic a lot of Americans are feeling about our mid-pandemic economy. Maybe you are looking forward to a big day out in real world shops. But even though the shift online might make the sales seem less exciting, it's actually great news for us because it's easier to find and get good deals. Plus, online retail means it might actually be easier to shop according to our values. There are a ton of opportunities to support small, local, and Black-owned businesses if we're shopping online. This is where we'd normally point you to a link in our show notes, but it's probably faster to just Google Black-owned businesses near me. And we've also done some work to try and simplify the holiday shopping process too. For gift ideas for everyone on your list, head on over to theskim.com slash holiday gifts. Thanks for listening to Skim This. This podcast was skimmed by Kira Long, with additional help from Peter Bonaventure, Alex Carr, and Luke Vargas. And I'm your host, Justine Davey. We'll be back in your feed again next Friday. 
For more Skim and to sign up for our daily newsletter, head on over to theskim.com. 